Hello, hello. Welcome to the Making a Marketer podcast, the marketing show for all levels of experience with the best guests in the industry. Get ready to learn and laugh. Here we go with your hosts, Megan Powers with Powers of Marketing and Jen Cole with Social Media Examiner. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 58 of the Making a Marketer podcast. This is our final episode of season three, which is super exciting and sad all at the same time. So our show is sponsored by Powers of Marketing. We provide strategic marketing training, development, and execution for small to medium-sized businesses looking to grow and have better visibility. All right, our guests today are... Amazing. We're going to talk micro-influencer events with Simply Social, Amy and Caitlin. Welcome, ladies. How are you today? Great. Excited to be here with you. Talk about our favorite (laughs) subjects, guys. Excellent. And my trusty co-host, Miss Jen Cole, how are things in Wichita? Oh my gosh. It is stormy and quite chilly here today. It's been warm and beautiful like for the last two weeks. And then the storms are rolling in and it looks like we're going to have a really chilly weekend this weekend, which puts a damper on my lake plans. Oh, well, all things considered, at least you can get outside, right? Exactly. All right. I'm going to tell you about Simply Social Media is a Santa Fe, New Mexico-based influencer and social media marketing agency formed in 2014 by Caitlin E. Jenkins and Amy Tischler. They create community connection and conversation through influencer and social media marketing. They offer their clients a unique blend of services, including many and varied micro-influencer marketing strategies, social media strategy creation, workshops, and personalized training. Which started with their micro influencer Instagram accounts at Simply Santa Fe and M and Travel New Mexico has grown into a large influencer network made up of a diverse and talented group of content creators. Awesome. And I never knew how hard it was for me to say influencer. <laughs> it's like a tongue twister <laughs> for me today. What is going what? on? But we <laughs> stumble over that word all the time, which isn't a good look, I guess, if you're the authority on it. But it's just a hard word to say. It is. Well, it's the micro. I think it's the combination of a micro and influencer that that's tripping me up. So yep. I'd love for our listeners to hear a little bit about you two also as individuals. So if you ladies want to tell us a little bit about yourselves, Amy, you want to start? Sure. Sure. So my name is Amy Tischler. And like we referenced in our bio, Caitlin and I met in 2014 on Instagram. And so our love affair with Instagram is deeply rooted in our business. A little bit about me personally, in that I have three boys and a husband and two cats and a dog. And I love to be with my family and hike, and Instagram, all of that stuff. Fabulous. Miss Caitlin? So I'm Caitlin Jenkins. I love everything, all things community, and definitely Instagram. And so I moved to Santa Fe at the end of 2013. And so I was using Instagram as a way to promote my photography business. I'm also a professional photographer. I used to do more family portraits, but now I focus on weddings, although that may change. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) But yeah, I was using social media to be social and to promote my business. And I met Amy and everything was so serendipitous. We worked together so well. We had great ideas. We vibed off each other's energy and just, it was a really easing into a partnership together. Fantastic. And Jen and I know both of you through social media marketing world. 
I believe. I know that's my story, at least. All right. So Jen, you want to kick us off with our first question for these two? Yeah, ladies, I've been watching what you have been doing over the last couple of years, and you are just doing some really cool things out there in New Mexico. It's so awesome to see as a follower on Instagram and, of course, as your friend. So why don't we start off with who are micro-influencers and how do you find them? Yeah. So micro influencers, one of the reasons why we love working with them so much is because most of the time they are, they're regular people just like us. So the numbers of micro influencers, most people are kind of agreeing that it's between a thousand followers and a hundred thousand, which is a really big range. Yeah. So we tend to work with people on the smaller side, just because that's the people that we've found within this community, but they're regular people who love sharing about things that are going on in their lives local businesses, maybe they've focused on a specific niche of health or wellness or the like. So they're really good at telling stories and using Instagram is basically where we do most of our influencer marketing right now. They're telling stories on a visual platform and it's just a great way to kind of get to know each other and build community. So yeah, I mean, we really do believe that everyone is an influencer. I mean, we there's various levels, the mega, the macro, the micro, the nano, but really everyone is a storyteller on Instagram. They're telling some kind of story and they have an audience who wants to hear that story. So what's great about working with micro-influencers is that they're kind of in that sweet spot of the number of following plus being a little more savvy about how to actually utilize that platform and market themselves and market brands, how to partner. But they have a really strong and close connection with their audience. They're very accessible because they're not these megas. They have the time. That is what they do. So they really have a strong connection. They are answering every comment. They are responding to every DM. They're really building a community with their audience. So they're very trusted. So you have that super strong peer-to-peer connection. So if micro-influencer is talking about something on their platform, chances are their audience just totally accepts what they're saying. There's a level of trust there that's really exceptional, we have found. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of our clients are work on their local businesses and their goal is to connect with people who are local. We find a lot of our influencers locally. So we either go through hashtags or geotags that are local to our area. And that's how we, we find a lot of these micro influencers. No, that's awesome. So there's, there's a lot of times that I'll post something on Instagram. I'm like, do people even follow these hashtags? But I guess that makes sense. It's Uh a great way to find people is using hashtags. Hashtags Um, are still super relevant as a Mm -hmm. discovery tool for sure. We use them all the time to find people. Yeah. That's awesome. They're golden. Mm -hmm. I'm, I was you just have to dial into the right ones, right? Yeah. That's part of the, the savvy of working with micro influencers is finding that influencer who knows that level of marketing. Right. Like, and how deep you go, like, cause I always look at top, you look at top and then recent, right. Mm-hmm. In terms of posts and that kind of thing. I like to make up hashtags and then, and I think I'm super funny and unique. And then I look and they're like totally already used. I'm like, oh, okay. I did not just reinvent the wheel. <laughs> All right, cool. So Actually, this is a good, that's a great segue into how do you evaluate or vet them? And then how do you work with them? Like moving forward as you um, develop that relationship, how does that look? So evaluating them is a really novel concept. We are social 
on social media. (laughs) Yeah, we literally have direct contact with all of our micro influencers. So we will go through the hashtags. Obviously, if we find someone who looks promising, then we start assessing their account. Basically, we go through, you know, four to six to eight of their last posts to see what kind of imagery they're posting, how they're talking to their audience, if they're responding to comments, how they're responding to comments, what those comments look like. Like, are the comments relevant to the captions? So if an influencer is talking about a brand, are those comments directly associated to that post? Or are they just like, oh, you're so pretty? You know, there's, (laughs) there's various levels of comments that you know, you want when you're working with a micro influencer and then we'll look at their highlights. We will have conversations with them in comments. We will send them DMS. It's really almost like an unofficial interview process. So how they respond to us is pretty indicative of how they would represent a branch or a client that we were working for. So we really dive deep and actually authentically engage on social media to find micro-influencers. So do they know right off that you're vetting them? No, not always. Yeah. It depends on not the always. savvy <laughs> of the person, whether you know they like go to our profile, then to look at our business profile. Because often what Caitlin and I will do is we'll do it from our own personal Instagram accounts rather than from our business Instagram account. Okay. So yeah, it depends. And as far as how we work with them, our agency specializes in influencer campaign events, like in-person events. So over the course of five years, we've done about 50 of them with right around like 1600 participants. And that's been really fun over the years. Some of those people have been with us since the very beginning. And some of those people are new as we find new people who are sadly right off the bat. It's pretty cool. So we do events that are called Instameets. And so what those are, it's something that was started by Instagram themselves, right? So they came up with the term Instameet and they said, hey, groups, get together with a bunch of your friends and bring the online offline, right? So meet up in person and do something along a theme. So they used to have what were called worldwide Instameet days. And so they would ask people to go do something all on the same day. And they had like make portraits one year. One of them was around Earth Day. It was a really fun way to kind of get the community together in real life. And so Amy and I were paying attention and doing all these things. And we're like, hey, this would be really great to shift this and to focus on a way to promote local businesses. And so businesses hire us to create events where we bring influencers to their location. And then we ask them to use specific hashtags And so we're able to track all of that analytic data. And sometimes there's photo contests associated with it where we're hoping that the pictures that are taken are along some certain themes. But we love seeing the creativity that comes from each individual person because they're experiencing it from their own eye. And that transfers into like a photograph. And it's really cool to see things how other people see it. Yeah, that's awesome. Instameet sounds like a lot of fun. I know that we have a tourism group here in Kansas that tries to do it around Wichita's Riverfest. It's our, our biggest festival in the state every year. Got canceled this year, of course. But yeah, there's Instameet and they do like a walk along the river and take photos and really, really cool idea. I've never gotten to do one personally, but I've always been interested in doing it. Sounds like 
really cool thing. They're um, so much fun. And I'll tell you, yeah. like, yes, we did see an opportunity to figure out how to monetize this for our business. But uh-huh. one of the reasons we really started doing this was very selfishly that we wanted to get behind <laughs> the scenes because really the key to these Instameet events is to offer exclusivity, right? So yeah. we're bringing people to a place and for a thing that they might not otherwise have access to. That is what makes them successful is that there is a real exclusivity around this type of event. And that was definitely started because Caitlin and I wanted in. <laughs> we wanted into all these places. <laughs> we wanted to see behind the scenes. And this was a great vehicle to check all of those boxes, you, what we wanted to do with our business. You actually just gave me yeah. a great idea. Assuming that my relationship with my restaurant clients continues on, there are Instameets in Seaport Village all the time from like people who are following, you know, following the Insta SD hashtag or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like I, my brain can't come up with it, but I was just thinking like one or more of the restaurants could like potentially sponsor it. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You could do like a crawl, right? So you go yeah. from restaurant to restaurant <laughs> to restaurant. Yes. Yeah. What's so exciting. I'm totally going to nerd out now. You guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> There's just, there's the possibilities are endless, really. Like that's what's so exciting for us about this type of event is that really just only limited by our imaginations. There's no box, there's no formula. I mean, you know, there's a certain way that you produce these, but what they can be is completely wide open and they can change and evolve. I mean, we've worked with clients for five years, three years, two years, and constantly changing the type of event or what we're offering or what we're giving access to. So it's just really a never ending concept. And we love, I mean, the event sphere, Megan, it's like perfect for Mm -hmm. the event sphere because you're already bringing people together for events, then you add a social media component. Plus businesses have access to tons of user generated content. So it touches so many pain points for content. Right. And user generated is like primo. That's actually a great segue into Jen's question. <laughs> yeah, so it's true. Like when we enter into a relationship with somebody, it's always, an, especially a business relationship, it's always top of mind to make sure that everybody is safe and covered. So my question is, should you use a contract? And what are the FTC guidelines about working with influencers? Yeah, this questions. is a great question. <laughs> So our opinion when it comes to contracts is absolutely, definitely 100% yes. <laughs> and so, but yes. it is up to you of what is included in that. Our contracts go over certain things like the timeline, if it's an ongoing thing or if it's a one-off type event, goes over the objectives of that campaign, which is something that the influencer can be taking into mind when creating that content in the post. It covers hashtags that we we need them to use as well as if they need to um, tag any accounts in their caption and in their posts, what we're asking of them, if it's a certain number of posts, if there's a deadline for all of those to be published, um, how long we want them to leave them um, visible on their account, if there's stories that are associated with that. We're also using Instagram's branded content tools. Partner tools. <laughs> uh, yeah. partner, there you go. <laughs> And so we can get deep dive into even more of the data from that content and then as well as the FTC guidelines and then 
kind of compensation, what they're getting in return, if it's payment or if it's in trade for experience or a product. Sure. Yeah. The only thing I would add to that is that we also include creative control, photo usage rights in our contract, which is really Uh important for both parties to understand. Yeah, most definitely. For sure. So the FTC guidelines... What are we looking at? So the FTC guidelines um, are constantly evolving. So if people out there are thinking of doing an influencer marketing campaign, please familiarize yourself with them before you do that. But in general, you have to use a hashtag. It used to be ad or sponsor. That is no longer required, but you have to use some kind of hashtag that describes your partnership. So we use simply social NM partner. So all of our influencers have to use that hashtag. And then the partnership has to be disclosed in the caption. And so often we will ask them to work into their caption, into the, you know, how they're writing about their experience, that they are at a simply social NM event, Instameet provided by, and then the client's name, just so there's that real transparency about what is happening in their caption. And that is the only thing that we ever mandate that our influencers say. I mean, we never give them cut and paste caption because that's so spammy. We really, you know, micro-influencers have a very authentic voice. And so we want to ensure that, but they do have to disclose. So we do put that language in the contract so they know what they have to say. You know, it's pretty simple. It's not that complicated, but it's really important to do it. Yeah, for sure. Like Jen said, to make sure everybody's covered and and then, yeah, you don't want anyone to get in trouble or get y'all in trouble or, or your, no, your, I think your people, end client. That's right. And I think the followers actually appreciate knowing, you know, they don't yeah. feel tricked, right? Because it's right. clear there's no, yeah, they're not being like sold a bill of goods. Right. Yeah. Like back in the day, we talked about this a little bit with Neil Schaefer, how, you know, there's some reality TV show people who are, I was like, you are not using that diet product or that, you know, whatever <laughs> that, <Right. laughs> <laughs> that shaper or whatever the heck. Yeah, it right. Exactly. <laughs> okay. So, all right. We like to take a brain break, usually mm-hmm. mid-show. It's usually pretty, uh, yeah, like unheady. So this brain break is, what are you looking forward to the most this summer? I know. This, oh, isn't this that is a, a loaded question? I know. <laughs> I know. Look into the future as if the world is your oyster. Let's take that perspective. Jen, you want to start? You bet. So I have a couple things. One is definite and one is almost definite. The first one is, so I'm moving. I'm moving in two weeks. And so something that I'm really looking forward to doing this summer is hanging out on my brand new front porch. It's going to be pretty amazing. I'm just moving like two streets down, basically on the same same street block, but two blocks down. And I'm excited about that. And then of course, social media week Lima for sure. So it sounds like as of right now, it's still happening at the end of July. I'm super excited to speak on a panel at that conference. I think it'll be a lot of fun. So hopefully it happens. Cross fingers. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You guys, it's like summer camp for y'all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I went to Lima last year as well and it had a blast and we are supposed to be speaking at it. And so hopeful that it will continue. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Yeah. And Caitlin, what about you? Anything fun for the summer that you have on top? If things are looking up and if Lima does happen, I might also take that opportunity to take a trip and visit my father who's in Michigan, not too far from Lima. So hopefully, hopefully that'll, that'll happen or just more time in the sun, even if it's in my own backyard. Right. (laughs) All right. Miss Amy, what about you? 
Yeah, since we're doing pie in the sky here, <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to getting my family of four boys out of the house and on the road. We love road trips. And even just exploring New Mexico, there's so much here. New Mexico has 15 different national parks or monuments. Wow. It is an insanely diverse state. You can see it on our Instagram platform, Travel New Mexico. Naturally. Um, <laughs> sponsored. Yeah, I, I would love to hit the road again. So I'm I'm crossing my fingers that we get to road trip this summer. That's lovely. Yeah, I have been to the Balloon Fiesta in, in Albuquerque. And then my friends who live there have a house in Taos. So we took a day trip one night, went and that was a surprise. I drove out there that for that all that and that was just lovely. Yeah, so I'm supposed to be on a three and a half hour or three and a half week Europe trip right now. Like I'm supposed to be in oh Croatia the day right. the day that this gets published. So <clears throat> Croatia, France, Spain, Morocco postponed till next year. Oh my trip. What a trip. Yeah. But I have never actually driven cross country and I have, I have been to more countries than I've been to States. So Hmm. wow. Wow. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm toying with cross country road trip. I don't know if there'll be an RV. I don't just depend. I think it depends on the state of things because it would be nice to have my own traveling, you know, restroom and bed and all that, that I have total control over. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking about and visiting some friends and relatives and people who I've never, you know, seen in their, in their domains. So, all right, cool. Fingers crossed for all that, y'all. Indeed. As we recorded this a little bit of advance, as you, if you can't tell when it gets published. So, all right. So let's talk about success. What, you know, as we think about what success looks like for your micro-influencers, for your clients, and for you as a business, how do you measure the success of the campaign? Definitely. So the analytics or the numbers that we look at are mostly reach and impressions and then engagement. And so Overall, so likes are definitely like a vanity metric. However, the conversations that are happening, that's really where it all takes place. And so once we, our influencers are great at telling stories, but they've also been doing it for a while. And so that the comments that usually happen on their posts correspond with what they're talking about. And so it's great when you see one of our influencers post about something and then the people chime in like, oh, that sounds great. I want to go visit. And then that's great because hopefully they follow through with that and then go <laughs> to the resort or the like. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, screenshot awesomeness. We always provide mm-hmm. that social proof, but that is really our number one measurement. And, you know, we really counsel our clients because of course, you know, people still love to see the data and that's great. We can provide that. We can track. We always have a special event hashtag that's associated with every campaign, whether it's in real life or whether it's brand ambassadors, whatever. You can track hashtags. It's super easy to pull that data off. And then also, Caitlin mentioned, we're doing the branded content partner tools so we can actually see the back end of our influencers analytics and get all of that data for our clients because that's an important piece. But really, it's about those conversations that are happening. Because that's where action is going to be taken, is from those conversations. Oh, I didn't know that place existed. Oh, that looks amazing. Oh, what else can you do there? It's those conversations, you know, the, the ideas of, oh, well, this is going to be my trip now. This is the resort I'm going to when I visit. Or if it's a day trip, oh, I didn't know that they had these amenities. So it's really about 
the conversations that are happening and the action that's resulting from those conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, if being able to follow up on that, on whether they did, right, is another thing. Yeah. Like, I think about that a lot because with the restaurants being in a very picturesque area, a lot of my engagement with my community is, oh, I'll be there this summer. And I, I'm always like, okay, I'll look for your posts, you know, like trying to like yeah. nudge them to, but it's hard to track it. Right. When it's, you don't know when they're going to be there and how far out and all that kind of so, stuff. So, you know, that's, if, if someone's really promising, you could always send them a DM and say, hey, when you come, like the restaurant could say, Hey, we'd love to buy you lunch when you come or give them a discount, you know, depending on their level of influence, reaching out ahead of time and talking to them or actually developing going that in, relationship. Yeah. Going into DM is probably what I oh. should be doing. So oh, yeah. Uh, Caitlin hates it when I say this, <laughs> but it all goes down in the DM. Oh my gosh. I have a story about that. <laughs> I really do. I yes. was having lunch. I was having brunch in Denver one time and I included my entire eating experience on Instagram stories and the barbecue place across the street from the place I was having brunch at DM'd me and said, Hey, if you ever come back into this part of Denver, I'd love to cover your lunch. If you'll do the same thing that you did over at snooze. I'm like, dude, sure. That oh, ding, 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 ding. They're exactly. on it. They were They're paying attention. It. They were yes. smart. I mean, it doesn't take much, right? You don't have to do a full blown campaign to work with influencers. You can be paying attention to things that are happening to people who are mentioning you in their posts or their stories, or if they're doing, you know, YouTube videos or TikTok, wherever that platform is, you just have to pay attention and then just reach out. Really so many conversations happen in direct messages. And sometimes we'll actually, uh, our influencers We'll send us screenshots of DM conversations, you know, with the person's name redacted. But so then we can show the clients, hey, they really had a very lengthy conversation about your property. That's also one way to provide that social proof because, gosh, so much happens in the direct message. That's amazing. It really does. Dark social. It's magical. Dark social. Dark social. It really (laughs) is magical. Yeah. Yeah. So I hear that you're talking about growing your client base. So you've always been like New Mexico, New Mexico, New Mexico, which is absolutely beautiful. And there's a lot to see out in New Mexico. So does this mean that you're like, you're going to expand out geographically or are you still going to keep it pretty much local? Just look for more local clients. We'd love to expand. So also if that even means like finding people whose target market is New Mexicans. We got yeah. your network built already. <laughs> we Indeed. already know influencers. That would be great. Awesome. Yeah. yeah so, you know, we, you really, know. we do. We really have a lockdown here on the local and regional area. You know, it extends into Arizona and California, Texas. That's what we call our drive markets here of getting people to, to come. But also the consulting side is where we really want to expand. So we love producing these events, like absolutely live for this stuff. But there's only so many of those that we can do. And also really like we're building our community here because this is literally our community. But we would love, so we can't do that everywhere in the world, right? But what we really want to do is teach people how to do it. We want to teach people how to build strategies, how to build campaigns, how to find people, how to work with them, and just share everything that we've learned to help them build that community for themselves. Because there is only so much we can do. You know, <laughs> there's only so many events, as you know, Megan. It's hard work. Running events is a lot of work. 
So to be able to teach people how to do that is really the next level of where we want to take our business. Versus expanding and having like people work for you to help you. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We are also in the middle of a beta test of an influencer mastermind program. So we are on week three of working with 10 influencers to really just deep dive into their who, what, when, where, why, and give them the tools and, you know, ideas about how you work with partners. And so that has been a blast. We absolutely love it. And we love teaching and training. So it's really our wheelhouse. And that kind of occurred because of the COVID situation. We had looked to do this in real life. And now obviously we can't do that at this moment. So we're like, let's take it online. And what's exciting mm-hmm. about that is we could work with anyone in the world right. in that respect. So we're really, really excited about that program. That's the so opportunity cool. that's coming out of this that people don't realize, especially, and I, I get it, like the destinations are terrified. The hotels, they're terrified that people are, you know, they're going to lose their meetings. And But it does also for, for everyone holding events, it, it just expands beyond it's limitless, really, how, who you can touch and who, who you can share your strategies with or what, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is you're selling, you know, what, whatever it may be by being able to take things online and really put the focus on digital that should have already been there. Exactly. Exactly. So I have another podcast inside events that I host. And uh, yeah, obviously we're talking a lot about this shift. I'm not using the P word. I have a session next Friday at this conference that word is in the title of it. I did not write the title. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to not use all of those words. So I'm using the word shift. So my, my last question business wise for you is obviously the world's shifted for all of us. Are there any particular strategies that you're putting into place in light of how face-to-face experiences will be different for a little while for your clients? Yeah, we're, I mean, one of the things is we're taking this opportunity to, since we've been so in-person event-based, to work on a way to integrate product. So businesses who have a product that our influencers can promote. And so we're excited to be integrating that into our strategy. Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. So we're really working on figuring out how to still create that feeling of an event and a real like blitz, right? That's what's so cool about the Instameets is that like all of a sudden your feed is just filled with posts from this place where we're all at. So we've really been working on how to recreate that in some format online. And so we had a really great experience with a giveaway that we did with a client with, I think there was 15 to 17 other accounts involved with it. And we were all posting at the same time. We unofficially call it the swarm because it was literally like a swarm of bees, just like, like all these conversations and mentions and tags. And it was such cool energy. And so we're really working on integrating that for clients just to build that real buzz, even if there's not a real life component right now. Well, it's still real life. It's just, that's right. Yeah. It's just Thank online. That. Yes. That's right. <laughs> that's the other thing. The word virtual drives me crazy too, because this isn't a virtual conversation. This is a real live 
actual conversation that we're having. It just happens to yeah, be Yeah, that's a great distinction, Megan. Thank you it for is. that. That's yeah. good perspective. But it's just the word, right? It's the word everyone's mm-hmm. using. Sometimes there's not a, another word, you know, it, it sounds fancier, I guess. <laughs> well, so we find that word is a problem when with influencer marketing, right? Because mm-hmm. influencer doesn't always have a great reputation right. because of massive campaigns gone wrong or because people think it's only like A-list celebrities. They don't understand the micro-influencer component and the real person. So we've actually tried, you know, we're trying to shift the conversation to think about these people in different ways. Like they are creators, you're literally working with content creators. You're inviting people to your place that are photographers, that are um, graphic design, like, oh my gosh, you Mm -hmm. have access to all these creators or amplifiers. You know, if we need to think about this in a different way, then let's just change the conversation, right? Yeah, for sure. I love the word creator. I went to the Podcast Movement Evolutions Conference in LA in February and there's a company called ConvertKit who had this great booth and it, it said, oh gosh, I can't remember. They had, but they had like a wall that you could take a selfie with. And then if you took a selfie and posted, you get a t-shirt. I wanted that t-shirt so bad because it says create every day. And I just <laughs> am like, yes. And it kind of got me thinking like, I'm a creator. I didn't really think about as a podcaster that I'm a creator. So there's a lot of power in that word. I love it. A ton. And that's what we are. I mean, we're influencers, we're creators, we're amplifiers, we're promoters. I mean, it all boils down to that creation. Like that's what you want to tap into. No question. All right. So I'm going to ask you this question that I love to ask when we, whenever we have time, if you could have a superpower in your job, what would it be? You could do anything at all. Limitless. Can I duplicate myself? Can I be more? <laughs> <Yeah>. That's, <laughs> That's a good not one. Not enough time I, in the day or not enough people who can help knowing the background knowledge. <laughs> Absolutely. It's your superpower. You can do whatever you want. Yeah, what about you, Amy? I, <laughs> I mean, mine's along the same line. I would like to be a super delegator. I would definitely like to get better about, in fact, we just had a meeting with our business coach this morning about, okay, now that the world has shifted, we need to rethink what we really want to focus on and delegate what we can't do or don't want to do or don't have time to do. And so, yeah, I guess I'm actually going to be working on my superpower, which is kind of exciting. That is exciting. Yeah. Mine is always internet, ubiquitous internet, no issues ever. It works 100% (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, I'm going to change mine. Never mind. I want that one. (laughs) (laughs) This is a great. Amy, I would think that yours would be a shield. A bubble. (laughs) I do need just a bubble, like an invisibility where my family just can't even see me in the house at all. But here I am like getting all this work done. Yeah. Okay. I'm just changing mine all over the place. I want them all. Any mom is a superhero right now with the, with everything going on, you know, in the work from home situation. Jen, do you have a new superpower you want to share with the class? Oh yes, I do. I wish that in Agora Pulse, I automatically knew all the answers to social media examiners YouTube comments. That's the superpower <laughs> I wish I, I oh my had goodness. Right 
As somebody who is also in there and answering those questions, I feel you. It's yeah. hard, man. It really <laughs> That's a is. Big job. It's yeah, super detailed questions about yeah. the ad. The ads videos are all are the most like Amanda Bond. Her videos get the yeah. most questions, and it's like they're so intricate. Like it's impossible to know without looking. But I don't want to yeah. say how could we know because Amanda might actually understand. So. Yeah, that's a tough one. I love it. Yeah. All right, yeah. ladies. So this has been the final episode of season three. And I'm so happy that um, Amy and Caitlin, that you were able to, to join us and get in on season three. So what we do, if you don't already know, I know your listeners, that we do a reunion show that kicks off the next season. So this is the last episode of season three, but we will kick off season four in August with reunion shows, which where we invite all of our guests from previous seasons back. And so it's this whirlwind. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I talked to another (laughs) podcaster. He listened, the first episode he ever listened to was uh, one of our reunion shows. And he he's like, that's crazy. What the, because we had (laughs) nine people on each show. We rotated three people in and out every 15 or every 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. so So fun. But it's so fun, yeah, because I mean, then we recap, we you know, see how are things now. Like, we'll go, did you do your thing from the summer? Or, and then, <laughs> and then, uh, back. yeah, well, and anyone who has never listened to the show before then can get an idea of what previous shows were about and mm-hmm. who, who they might want to hear from moving forward. So, and get right. people to go back and listen yeah, to other exactly. episodes. Yeah, it's like you guys are marketers yeah. or something. It's really smart. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I was maxing out Zoom before most people even knew what Zoom was. <laughs> so true. <laughs> at, at one point, and we had like 18 people on screen at the same time. So, wow. which at it's the time, fun. at the time, it seemed major. But now, you know, we're seeing 50, 100 people. And now that's like and, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah right. <laughs> that was two hours Seriously. ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for being our guests on episode 58. Thank you for having yes. us. Thank so you. much fun. So you much guys fun. are great. Really such great hosts. Thank our you for the pleasure. conversation. Thanks, Amy. You, you've been a, a cheerleader. I'll never forget the first time I met you and you said you knew who I was already because of the show. And that <laughs> just like blew my mind. I tell you, because <laughs> you don't know who's listening. So that was wonderful. All right. And Miss yeah. Cole. Lovely to see you, as always. Oh, lovely to see you, too, lady. Love you, Megan. (laughs) I love you. All right. So this has been episode 58 and final episode of season three. And we will catch you in season four. Bye now. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to our final episode of season three. It's really been a wonderful three years of learning from so many amazing marketing pros. But here's the thing. Something I've realized recently, while I never invited a guest on a Making a Marketer at the exclusion of anyone else, I need to do better at having more diverse voices on this show. I've pledged to do better. The first step's going to be to create some bonus shows in between season three and four to amplify voices of some incredible people of color. Of course, it won't stop there. As we move forward in future seasons, I will be consciously seeking out high-quality marketers who will provide a wider variety of voices and colors. If that's you, please reach out. Probably the best way is through our Twitter. Make a marketer is the handle because I want to talk to you. Thanks again. And we really look forward to continuing to help marketers learn and grow. And as you may know, 
have a little laugh along the way. Thank you so much and we'll catch you next time.